Hello, and welcome to the Sisterhood Downloads. I am your host, Jacqueline Byrne. And I'm Juliet Thompson, and we are so excited to have you join us as we explore how women can truly thrive with reflection, connection, and community. I am a clinical psychotherapist. And I'm a psychologist and coach, and we are both mothers of young children, as well as being entrepreneurs. We are thrilled you've joined us here at the Sisterhood Downloads. Welcome back to the Sisterhood Downloads, everyone. I'm so excited about this little episode on understanding more about my beautiful friend, Juliet, who really is just one of the best people in the world. She's certainly one of the best people I have ever crossed paths with. And I'm uh, so honoured to get to introduce a little bit more about Juliet to you than than you might know um, with a quick fire round of questions. So, Juliet, can you tell me who your dream podcast guest would be for the Sisterhood Downloads? So I love podcasts. I'm an avid, voracious podcast listener. And so I think this might change on any given day or any given season for me, but someone that I'm really fascinated about at the moment is um, Dr. Amy Robbins, who has a podcast uh, herself, Life, Death and the Space Between. And she's a clinical psychologist in the States who is asking uh, some really interesting, fascinating questions about um, spirituality, life after death. But but she herself comes from a very scientific place. She's a practicing therapist as well, and I, I feel a lot of resonance with that myself. And you know, she interviews lots of people, but I would love to hear her thoughts on certain topics. So I would love to have her on as a guest. Yeah. And what is your star sign and what's typical? Uh, Are you typical of that star sign? Mm -hmm. So I am a Libra and I have a Scorpio rising and a Gemini moon. So for those of you interested in astrology, I've pretty much told you all about myself right there. (laughs) You know me better than anyone. Um, It's like, you know, like credit card information. I probably shouldn't have given it out. (laughs) But um, yes, I think I am quite typical of those three signs. I mean, I'm not fully into astrology, but the little I do know that that the moon and rising operate in a little bit different ways, you know, but essentially Libra, I, I do love socializing. I love people. I love beautiful things, although I don't prioritize that in my life at all. But but if I had a choice, I, you know, I would fill my home with beautiful things and I I, I love the good stuff in life. But the Scorpio and Gemini also really come into play because as social as I am, sometimes I'm completely needing to shut off and not talk to anyone and be emotional and disconnected from a social situation. That's also very, very much me, me, a very um, intense feeler and thinker. The Gemini aspect, I, I love communicating and understanding thoughts. So that's just touching the surface, I think. But yeah, each of those things I resonate with. To be honest, the Scorpio part, I feel a bit like uncomfortable with because in my mind, a Scorpio can come and bite someone in the tail. But maybe I am a bit like that. Like, don't cross me because <laughs> I'll bite you. But no, I, I don't. I just think it talks to the level of emotionality and probably loyalty that I have. It's like if it's just a symbol of fierceness and, and a strength in that. Mm, maybe, yeah. What's a fun fact about you? I am a little bit of a 
geek, I love reading sci-fi novels. So I know it's the weirdest thing. About like maybe 10 years ago, um, I lo- always loved reading, read anything. 10 years ago, my husband um, had a book lying around. I was desperate to just read anything. I looked at it and I was like, this is the weirdest book in the world. Why would I read this? But I was so desperate. I picked it up and read it. And I have not stopped reading sci-fi books ever since. So for those of you who know sci-fi, I love um, Brandon Sanderson, Wheel of Time, those type of, yeah, magical worlds. And I, and I actually think that it's because for my work, I deal with, as a therapist and as a coach, I, I deal with intense things and emotions and then harsh realities, particularly in my therapy work, um, harsh realities of people's lives. So when I read, I want to break from those things. I want to expand my thinking and my boundaries. So I cannot pick up heavy emotional books at all. What has given you resilience? Well, I do see myself as quite a resilient person. My husband probably doesn't agree with me, (laughs) but um. You know, I'm very sensitive and I can be very not resilient. So if there's music that's too loud, I'm like, turn it off because I cannot cope. Or if my clothes feel itchy, get it off. I cannot cope. So in some senses, I'm super sensitive and not resilient. But in the bigger emotional sense uh, in my life and, and the challenges that have come across, I think what has been the theme, ongoing theme since I was very little actually, is a deep fascination and curiosity with understanding humans, why we're here, what we're all about, what's really going on. Like I was thinking about in my school years, I did all the histories that you could do. And I was thinking about archaeology as um, a profession that I wanted to go into. I didn't choose it and I'm kind of glad, but I think the the similarity with psychology and archaeology is that digging for deeper, you know, revealing of truth. And that has left me with a sense of, you know, I think there's more to this. I think there's more going on here and there's deeper meaning. So when I've come across difficult things, just as we were talking about before for you, I'm thinking, okay, what do I have to learn here? How, what new perspective can I take here? What's really going on? I think that's what's given me resilience. If you had $1,000, what would you spend it on? I would travel that is such a cliche response I know that totally is cliche but right now if someone gave me a thousand dollars and I had to spend it like straight away like without much thought I would book skiing again for next year I love I love 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 skiing and um so I put some of the money to that it's very expensive in Australia so probably most of it but maybe also put part of it to weekend trips away because in the last few years we haven't everyone hasn't had that opportunity and I'm finding the need to go and travel uh, to get that new perspective Mm. and final question Juliet what are your hopes for the sisterhood downloads I think in my mind if I can help even one woman to feel less alone or more normal or uh, more empowered or more able to claim their own voice. If, if one woman is reminded even of something they know um, and, it, and it contributes to something positive, then that's, that's awesome for me. So at the very least, just helping uh, one woman claim 
what's rightfully theirs would be awesome. And maybe through that, like to own our own experience for us to do that as well in this process, because we don't know all the answers and just chatting is helpful for reminding me of stuff as well. So a bit for you, a bit for me kind of thing. (laughs) I love that. Concur completely. Well, thank you so much for sharing a bit more about yourself, Juliet, and the listeners will get to know you and and myself so much more over episodes to come. But I'm sure it was delightful to get a little insight into the world of Juliet just now. And we can't wait to join you all again soon with a new episode. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.